Hey, this is Pastor Jack C. This is Pastor Michelle, and this is Living with Purpose. And uh, we have been talking about marriage and talking about what the Bible has to say about marriage. And, uh, you know, the Bible has got something for every situation and everything you're going through. And uh, if I want to have a godly marriage, then he's given me a great book to follow that if I'll do what the Bible says, then uh, it'll produce the results that I need. And uh, as Michelle and I have been discussing marriage and talking about specific topics, um, I just, uh, I liken back to uh, a famous couple. And uh, he's the greatest athlete that this century has ever seen, the most gifted. He's won the most championships. Um, he has the most money and was married to uh, a beauty queen and the most beautiful woman in the world. And they produced kids and they could go anywhere. They could do anything they want. They had all the money in the world. They had access to every resource the world has ever seen. There was nothing that they couldn't do. There was nothing they couldn't buy. There was no place they couldn't go, but yet they couldn't stay together in their marriage. And that just tells me that, you know, whatever foundation you're building your marriage on, if that foundation's not a sure thing, then it's not going to last. And uh, that's why we're endeavoring to talk about what's the Bible have to say about marriage. You know, we've been talking about submission, and submission is a, is a scary word for some people. It's a bad word for some people. Um, it is a, it's a word that has produced movements to go 100% against submission in our world today. And so we want to find out what the Bible says. Amen. And I want to just reiterate that it's so just precious to go to the Word of God because it's life to you. Amen. And find out what the Word of God says about anything that concerns you. And right now we're talking about marriage. And the reason why is because I could tell you all of our experiences, but the fleshly things will only um, stir up or entice irritations and jealousies and competition even as you try to listen. Like, oh, well, my husband doesn't do that or my wife doesn't do that. We will at times share those things. And to be honest with you, the Word is everything spiritual is actually very practical. Yeah. Um, so it's not so much that I have to give an experience, but as we go to the Word above our experience, it will be more edifying to you. It will give you more empowerment. It will give you more equipping. It will give you more anointing, and it will certainly be practical for That's you. Good. So even though we're going to be talking about the Word so much, and you want to go, well, how do I put that into real life? If you will meditate on the Word of God, it will begin to just flow out of you in your real life. That's so good. And when we're talking about submission, and we were talking last time we um, were on the broadcast about wives submitting unto your own husbands. The Bible also tells us, let something be established by two or three witnesses. And it says it more than once in there. So, so as we good. go into that topic again, and we just reiterate a few things, and he has some really important points, I just want to tell you, remember that submitting is a biblical thing in the whole body of Christ. Amen. We talked about submitting ourselves unto the righteousness of God, um, and then we talked about submitting to leaders in the body of Christ. And we talked about submitting to one another in the fear of God, in, in love and respect for the brethren. And then we see it in wives submit to your own husbands. And then it's repeated in another verse. We were reading Ephesians last time, but in Colossians 3. But I like how it first, you know, it's basically saying um, in Colossians 3 um, that First, if then you were raised with Christ. So first, this is about your relationship with Christ in Colossians 3. And this is, let me just see what verse I have here. Actually, in verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Therefore, 
put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. So if you want practical, anything that lines up with that, think about. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving. That's forgiving good. when someone you know that you love might irritate you. Like sometimes I run late and I have to really work on that because it's disrespectful. But at the same time, I'm really trying and I'm asking the Lord to help me. I'm so grateful that he forgives me. And sometimes over and over again. But the word goes on here and it says, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Then it says, wives submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. That's husbands good. love your wives and do not be bitter with them. Well, my point is there's so much more to submitting one to another. Yeah, It's about faith. Mm -hmm. It's about love. It's about being an example to other people, what Christians are supposed to be like. They're only gonna know that we're Christians by our love for one another. Yeah, that's good. You know, I. Um, wrote down a few things on, you know, why is submission so important? You know, we've talked a lot about it, what it is, what it is, and, you know, how it's been abused and used, but why? Why is it so important that we submit to one another? And uh, I just wrote down several things. I said, number one, it, re it protects me from pride. When I'm submitted, you know, prideful people probably make some of the worst decisions this world has ever seen because pride is based in, you know, that's, that is the devil's original makeup is pride. Yeah. And so when that's I make decisions word. based on pride, I, you know, if I'm the smartest person in the room, if I can never be wrong, if I am not correctable, if um, I am wise in my own eyes, even, you know, even if an expert comes up and explains something to me, but I still think I know better then I'm in pride and I am leading people in the wrong direction with that pride. I like going back to John chapter 13, and I use this a lot, because Jesus, who is God, was God, forever will be God, when he was at the height of his earthly ministry in John chapter 13, he knew who he was, he knew who he was in the Father, he knew where he was going, he was at the height of who he was. I mean, he was endued with power, he knew what was getting ready to take place, and yet at that moment, he didn't grab a crown, he reached for a towel and he washed the disciples' feet. Mm -hmm. He submitted himself as a picture to his disciples as a lasting impression on what type of leadership they were supposed to have. And that was supposed to be a servant leadership. So when we submit ourselves to one another, that is going to keep me from walking. See, Jesus could have just right then said, I'm God, I can do whatever I want at this moment. But no, he chose that moment at the height of his earthly power to simply become a servant and preventing from that pride to even come in. What love. I was, oh, that's just so much love. So was when we're submitting to our own husbands, we're setting our minds on things above. We're setting our minds on love. It's, it's a covering and a blessing to us, as we've talked about before, but 
but we can produce so much for the other person. Think about right. what Jesus did for them, serving them and washing their feet and just letting them know that, that they had such great value, that they were so loved, that they were important to him, that, that he didn't see himself as so much better than them and that they needed to just be under his feet. He didn't operate like that. And, and so even when we're operating with our husbands in submission, even if we have to submit to something we don't really agree with or submit to, to someone that's being a little grumpy or something, do it because you love them, Amen. because you want to save their life, because, because that gentleness, that gentle spirit can turn their heart back towards the love of God. Yeah, so good. Um, another thing that submission does is it, is it keeps unity in the family. Mm. And Michelle and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that when we see the biblical picture of submission where the, where the husband is on his knees submitted to God, the wife mm. is submitted on her knees next to the husband, and the children come and submit themselves, and they're on their knees all submitted to God, there's nothing that that family can't do. I want you to look at Philippians chapter 2, and I want you to look at verses 1 through 4. And it says, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. This is the important part. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. If I am truly submitted so to my family, yeah. then I'm going to spend, my life is going to be making sure that my interests are not put above the interest of the family. I think that's a lot of times where divorce comes from is because somebody along the way just decides that my interests are more important, that you know, maybe my hobby is more important, maybe my money is more important. And for whatever reason, we make something bigger than it's supposed to be. And um, actually, in reality, I'm, I am bringing disunity. You know, if I'm, if I'm spending all my money on a hobby, but my kids haven't had new shoes in two years, that's gonna be a problem. If I am making all the decisions about the finances, but I always make sure that I'm the one coming out on top, there's a problem. If I'm just going out and spending money that I don't have, uh, I'm adding pressure to that marriage that doesn't need to be there. That means something's out of order. Someone's not in submission. But when I try and put my interest above the interest of, uh, I don't take my interest and make them higher than the interest of those that are around me. That's good. If, if we all fell over ourselves trying to help other people, what a world this would be. Yep. I've been talking about all the times that the word has the word submit in it. And I had gotten to four when we were on the on wives submitting unto your own husbands and then talked about it a second time and the fifth time. But the sixth time it says in Hebrews 13, it talks about obeying those who rule over you and being submissive. But before that, it says, let brotherly love continue. It's That's good. the key is yeah. love. I think about when I first desired to have a husband, didn't know that he existed, didn't know where my husband would be met, or didn't know anything about him. And I began to write a journal and I went back and was reading it and I've been holding it on the table the last couple episodes and haven't mentioned it and just realized how much I was in love with God That's and good. how I just wanted to please him, but that that was a desire of my heart. But as I was, as I was pleasing him, it was more something he was actually telling me was going to come to pass because he knew that I desired it. So mm -hmm. before I started to get like, I have to write a journal and I have to make this 
wonderful thing that describes exactly what I want and I have to declare it and, and speak it. I was loving God. And while I was loving God, as I was reading in the beginning, because I think about how this is written 27 years ago, I wasn't writing, okay, these are the things I want in a husband and you better be like this. I was writing journaling about things that were happening to me and who God was to me and miracles that were occurring and things that I got to be a part of and ministry that I was involved in. And then he started telling me, you're going to meet your husband in a year. And then it came to pass. And I, as he said those things to me, then I began to write down things that I was believing God That's for good. and praying for him and writing prayers to him. You know, it's, um, it's just a, important to remember that like he was talking about loving you know one another in the family marriage isn't um isn't something that we should get into lightly we should really consider Amen. that god wants a deep relationship with us and we actually begin to hinder our relationship with him if we're consumed with anything else not even our husband or our wife can become an idol above no, god good. And we actually can destroy our marriage if he isn't first. But if you'll keep him first, if you'll put him first in everything, you will continue to see how he, in, in that exaltation, can make things like marriage be so wonderful yeah. and help you to work through even the hardest things. And it says in the word as well, that, and this is one of your favorite scriptures, that a faithful man will abound with blessings. When you're faithful, yeah. like our marriage is getting better and better and better because we've been faithful and we're not perfect. And we've had lots of things that we didn't agree on and even times where we were really frustrated with each other. But we keep going to the Lord first and, yeah. and choosing to continue, that's part of the faithfulness. Right. And we're beginning to have a really blessed marriage because we've continued and continued and continued. So many people don't like the model they got and they quit. Yeah. But if they had been faithful, they would have worked through it and then the marriage would have gotten better because they worked through it. You know, it's not about not ever making a mistake, it's about learning how to fix mistakes the way the word tells us yeah. to. We highly encourage you, if you are planning on getting married, maybe you're single and you're watching this and what does this have to do with me? Well, it has everything to do with you. And I would just encourage you now while you are um, still seeking a spouse, which is a biblical godly thing, and Pastor Michelle and I are in agreement um, that uh, you that person comes into your life. But we wanna just make sure that we're spending that time just dealing with our own hearts and preparing ourselves to be to be ready for this person to come into mm -hmm. our life. A lot of times we're just praying, Lord, Lord, I want to get married. But are we also just taking the time? Because once you do get married, it really does reveal the, the things that are in our heart. And I would just encourage you also, once you do find that person, to get good counseling. And uh, there's no, um, it's, it's noble. You know, it's not dishonorable. It's not you know, well, you just don't know enough, you know, to get to seek. The Bible says we're to seek godly counsel. And so I highly encourage you, you know, Michelle and I, uh, we had a word from God. We both knew we were going to get married. We were a little bit older, so we were a little bit mature and kind of worked through some of the, the youthfulness uh, issues in marriage. But even after we got married, I said, I wish I would have had some more counseling because there were just some things that I wasn't prepared for. Like I said before, no one is born submitted. Nobody. There, mm. We are human. We have so flesh. Good. We want our own way. Uh, we don't like it when we don't get our way. And um, that's where the problems arise. It's that I haven't dealt with my own heart. Am I really ready to truly submit myself to somebody? You better know what that means. And when you stand before that pastor or that minister and you say, I do, that what you're doing is for life. And these are covenant mm -hmm. things that we're mm -hmm. talking about. And submission is one of the ways to keep the marriage 
um, healthy, yeah. fresh to keep it, uh, keep the unity. And if I could just say, if you're lonely or you are desperate, that's mm. the worst time to get married. Yeah. Because when you get into that marriage, that same thing in you that causes you to act or feel or yield towards desperation or loneliness mm -hmm. is still gonna be there because this is a, a world with lots of stuff going around us that's awful. And mm -hmm. it's there with an enemy that wants to uncover you, like we talked about in one episode, and and hurt you and harm you and, un and you know steal from you, steal, kill and destroy you for heaven's sakes. And so it's important to recognize that in marriage, the unity he's talking about has to be something you commit to, even when one of you is, is weak, that you stay strong. It's not that you have to be perfect, it's just that you constantly go back to your love relationship with God and care about the other person because, you know, our time here can seem really long, it can seem lonely at times, like I said, it can seem um, really challenging, but we have to look and set our minds on things above. Heaven has no time restrictions, they're not yeah. limited to time, and they're up there going, cheering us on going, can't wait to see so-and-so. They're going to be here in just a minute because they're not even thinking about 17 more years until you come to be with them. They're yeah. thinking about um, just how wonderful it is to be there and how wonderful God is and how excited they are that you're coming. And they're not they're not concerned about time. What's my point? We get so concerned about time. How I'm, I'm getting too old, or maybe I am married and this isn't working. I want to get out and get someone. Or then they get divorced and they're like, I'm gonna be alone for the rest of my life. All this stuff that we're consumed with doesn't matter. Yeah. What matters is that you know who God is and know who you are in Him. And then love people. And you know what? He wanted, it was not good for man to be alone. He wanted that Amen. unity of partnership. When you leave this earth, nothing is going with you except relationships. Right. When you get there, those people that are cheering you on are gonna know you and you're gonna know them. And you want to make effort on earth to make relationships. Amen. If you want a spouse, make effort to be faithful to that for your life. If you want to have relationships with friends, make uh, effort to be faithful. Even when those faith, those friends leave the Lord and do all sorts of terrible things, listen to the Lord, do what Amen. He tells you to do in each relationship, but be faithful. That's good. Don't, don't let your life be about what you can get all the time. Right. Let it be about setting your mind on what God wants you to do in this earth because there's rewards for following what He tells you to do and fulfilling your purpose, even if it's just loving someone who isn't lovable all the time. Amen. Wow, we've come to the end of the broadcast. We hope it's been a blessing to you. We're going to continue next week uh, on this. And uh, like I said, if you have questions or you want to know more, if you're looking for a good church, West Houston Christian Center here in Houston, Texas, westhoustonchristian.com. We can give you all the good information. Michelle and I, we love you. Love and you. Jesus is Lord. <laughs>